I know that I'm going to be accused of anti-dead bias here. I know that. But for people who supposedly don't give a shit, dead people can really be control freaks. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A 65-year-old subway conductor beleaguered on the BMT Broadway line late Saturday night, counting down the lonely last five stops past the weird orange bricks of 49th Street in a reluctant stop-and-go express toward the terminus. New Rome's latest underground architectural miracle and the cleanest, quietest new penny one-island platform recently minted the room wide open on all fours, presenting unobstructed views of nothing but the glowing fluorescent femurs lighting the ever-upward escalators with ironic excelsior signage that drop you uneventfully one floor higher with a gentle hop towards the street-level stairs. 96th Street Station, an unexpected delivery on the promise of the fabled SAS, still two phases shy of the theoretical time when the city's least experienced tracks will carry the modernized cars of the future turquoise tea from the heart of Harlem to Hanover Square in violent Brooklyn. Just past those orange bricks and rounding the final turn to the home stretch, and stretching his 65-year-old legs and walking with surplus purpose conducting a routine car-to-car sweep of the drifting machine, superfluously shaking hands-only figure eights baton-free on the slow-cornering yellow bullet. Just a regular Saturday night, he caught a passenger snoozing just as the iron wreck coasted to a 57th Street stop at the 7th Avenue station. They're joining me now, Seth Barron. Hey Pat, it's happening. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying your 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 prose there. Thank you. That's something else. Late Saturday night on the Q train, and I was uh, headbutted by this guy after waking him up. Oh, guy was angry about being woken up. Okay. Sixty-five year old conductor woke the rider out of his snooze, and uh, the uh, stretched out strap hanger, angry about the wake up call, headbutted the worker and ran off. Oh my God! He was treated at Coney Island Hospital for minor injuries to his face. Wait, wait, why did he have to go all the way to Coney Island Hospital? Well, I suppose that's the last stop on the queue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was going down. Yeah, okay. he must have been going down then. Like, maybe he went all the way up and then back. He probably wasn't really hurt, so he just waited to the end of his shift. Right. That's one of those times when you go, oh, yo, I'm getting too old for this shit. You'd think. 65-year-old conductor was born in, uh, see, this is like uh, 2017. 52. Now, that's... When I think of somebody born in 52, that sounds really old to me. Does it? Yeah, to me it does. If I'm born in 1970, which I was, yeah, and you were too, right? Yeah. To go, well, that's that sounds to somebody born in the 90s, probably, you know, like really a, old. Yeah, like you're like the 30s or something sounds to us. Yeah, you know, like remember when uh, the 50s was such a big craze? Sure. And uh, you know that seemed like, oh man, that was forever ago. Right. Uh, other people, that's like going on about the 90s now. Yeah. Think of the 90s were not really all that interesting. Nobody wants to revisit that quite so much. Well, it's weird. Like, remember when American Graffiti came out? Yeah. And it was like, oh, the 50s. But that movie came out in the 70s. Yeah, this is one I decade. I can't imagine that now they'd be making some movie about the 90s and it would seem like... Exactly, some yeah. really, really long, long ago lost time of innocence. I mean, maybe they would. <laughs> what would they do, so this guy got headbutted. Well, let's, he's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a minor story. Uh, now from the Forgotten Borough, Shaolin, a lonely island of humble New York Americans standing for the preservation of decency in an indecent time, an elderly man proved himself a danger to himself and others. Yes, he certainly did. He pulled an old man error. 
that we've seen too often from the elderly. Now, is it an indication of the recklessness of dementia that trips up many a geezer as they wearily approach the finish line in the pointless marathon of their lives? Or could it be, as none have alleged, evidence of demonic possession perpetrated by the evil master of evil, a being so satanic they named him Satan, easily commanding the feeble minds of the aged and infirm, like the Gemini killer portrayed in the 1990 film The Exorcist Three by the guy who played Billy Bibbit. Turns out he's a Frenchman. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. He's a Frenchman? He is a Frenchman, yeah. I, I found that odd. And, by the way, for that chilling performance as the embodiment of the soul of the fictional executed serial killer Gemini, who spent 17 years fighting to overpower the mind of Father Karras, who remained in a perpetual state of catatonia, and before springing forth to lustfully murder again like the old days, except this time temporarily seizing the control of old fuckers' minds, briefly rejuvenating their tired arthritic limbs, uh, Billy Bibbit guy was honored with a nomination for a Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Film. What's, Did you see Exorcist Three? No. What's the Saturn Award? Well, the Saturn Award, I'll explain. See, now, uh, it wasn't his year. He, uh, he was beaten out, not unexpectedly, by Thomas L. F. Wilson for his tour de force performance. For his, <laughs> his tour de force performance. Uh, so, and this is something which an actor has very seldom even attempted. A dual role playing two distinct characters in a science fiction western comedy. Uh, Wilson was... Uh, equally believable as both Buford, Mad Dog Tannen, and Biff Tannen in the classic film oh, Back to the Back Future, Future 3. 3. Yes. Oh, oh, By right. the way, that's yes. widely okay. considered the Citizen Kane of science fiction <laughs> yeah. western yeah, comedy yeah, films. Yeah. Sure it is. A lot of momentum going into the Saturn Awards. It kind of felt like a uh, an inevitability. They're okay. presented annually to the Saturn Awards, presented annually to actors and filmmakers, obviously for their contribution to films, which are the third installments of a franchise. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Science fiction horror or whatever. No, right, you know, right, right. Right. But the trophy itself is a magnificent trophy. It depicts an enormous tapered dong with a mighty bend penetrating Saturn's rings oh, with just nice. the tip. This guy, this geezer, this forgotten burrow geezer, brain like a hen, he, uh, he didn't pay the same respect uh, to this uh, window uh, front uh, of the building as, as uh, apparently the dong did to Saturn's rings there. He's, he put it all in. And the geezer succumbed, suddenly Susan, to the predatory python-like grip of dementia so deep and profound, crashed through the glass storefront of a forgotten borough laundromat after accidentally putting his SUV into reverse and hitting the gas. Oh, no. Six people pinned against a back wall. Uh, The 74-year-old plowed into the Tottenville store uh, just after 8 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, so Shaolin, the Forgotten Borough, is Staten Island? Yes. Yeah, Shaolin is... uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I thought... I I didn't know you... uh, Is that that a Wu-Tang Clan reference? I suppose it is, originally, but now it's in in the uh, common use. Oh, is it really? Is that what people... (laughs) All right. Two people in critical condition, that's all. Now, I mean, if you're old, is this the same as being insane? Hmm. Is there a dementia defense? Do you remember, like, this was like 30 years ago or so, there would always be stories of somebody, some old woman in Florida, like, gunning her her Cadillac through a bus stop of, like, 15 people and, like, killing eight. Yeah. 
Um, you don't hear those stories that much anymore. I wonder if maybe they've stopped renewing driver's licenses for um, for very old people. This this would have been a big story maybe 15 years ago or something. Now nobody is. Uh, it's I guess it's become common. Maybe maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's just we've gotten used to the idea. It just happens every day. You know. Now we're living longer. But are you sure this guy was had dementia? I mean, don't people? I think it happens frequently that people put their car. They think it's in reverse, but it's really in in in. Um, so in you first. take the other side that it actually is demon possession. Well, I mean, I just think maybe it was an accident. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that's a third option. You always hear I... about people like running into their their uh, their garage door or um, like running over their kid. <laughs> no, I don't know. A garage door or a kid? <laughs> I think so. I don't a know. Brazilian tourist traveling to Rome had a layover in New York City, so with about 18 hours to kill, decided to take a quick excursion, go out and see a little of the town. Fun. Got stabbed. Oh. During the, the walk around uh, Central Park. 25-year-old Martins Machado taking pictures of the massive globe structure outside a Columbus Circle Hotel there. You know the one. Yeah, the, tr- the Trump International Hotel. Oh, yes. At uh, 1 Central Park West, when an unknown assailant walked up and stuck a knife in his back. Machado never saw him coming, and the assailant didn't say a word. That's like a story from the 70s in New York. Yeah. It, like a tourist just gets off the plane and is immediately stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, that sounds like something that would happen in Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, there were a lot more similarities between 70s New York and, and a, some kind of dangerous third world area than you know uh, there were, certainly are now. But Right. I wonder why they did it, why the man did it crazy man crazy homeless people you hear about them all the time slashing people stabbing yes. people yes uh now a guy did uh you know uh, my friend ryan there asian pad Dicks, and he he got uh, someone slashed at him with with something as he was walking down the street like really near penn station here recently uh, about a year ago maybe no kidding mm-hmm. that's weird yeah i thought so too i mean with him you know he's the kind Can of guy actually get cut he a little bit a little bit and he walked around with some detectives for a while to uh, try and see the guy, you know, and they did see him, and then they were like, that guy's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, he's just gonna, yeah, if we ooh. fuck with him, he's gonna go to a hospital, maybe, or it's not gonna, nothing's, nothing will happen. So they were like, we're not arresting him? I think they just, yeah, they just kind of like talked him out of it. Great, of, you that's know, great. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that really uh, builds a lot of confidence. It does inspire a sense of, of you know, safety. On a sea train in Harlem, a deranged ex-con stabbed a 61-year-old passenger in the gut three times for not giving him money. Oh. Uh, other strap hangers, uh, strap hangers intervened. Can I can I just um, interject something here? That's, Please. I thought it was kind of funny. So a lot of the time in the morning, I take the S train, which is, is a funny train. It's just a shuttle, and it, all it does is go between Times Square and Grand Central. Yeah, it's and a little disgust. Yeah, right. And it just goes back and forth. I thought you were going to say it's a little disgusting. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It's only like three or four cars, and it goes back and forth, back and forth. There's only those two stops. Um, and it's just like commuters, right? Like people going from times, like mostly people, like, okay, they going coming in from Penn Station, they're going to work near Grand Central. Um, and sometimes there's like, enter, you know, like, you know basically, what, what I guess what, Bill de Blasio would call like performers or entertainers, acrobats, um, acrobat, <laughs> acrobats on the train. But the other day there was the then so, so sometimes there'll, there'll be like a girl playing guitar or somebody with like an electric piano, kind of like you know playing a few notes. 
fine, whatever, you know, it's usual. But the other day there was this guy, he has his phone and he's got this box, which is like a giant speaker that I guess connects with Bluetooth. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Jay Marvelous. That's J-M-A-R-V-E-L-O-U-S, Jay Marvelous. Oh yeah, Jay Marvelous. Uh, yeah, Jay Marvelous. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Jay Marvelous. Uh, I'm Everyone gonna... took out their phones at once. Oh, they're all like, <laughs> oh, yes. He's like, and now I want to play. I'm an original artist, and I want to play for you some of my music. And then he just holds up the speaker, and it just starts playing some, like, shitty rap. <laughs> <laughs> With him, like, kind of, like, he didn't even have to be there. He could have just sensed. <laughs> Otherwise, how we know how to follow him on Twitter, though. Right. And then. so when you see some shitty rap. Because he wasn't rapping. He was just holding up the speaker. But rap was on it. Playing yeah. some rap, which was basically just like, you know, some beats and then him kind of mumbling on top of them. I guess that's rap, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's, well, Jay Marvelous. It's, it's, at least it's his rap. And then he's like, thank you. Uh, I'm Jay Marvelous. Uh, any contributions would be gladly accepted. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. That's how they get you. Well, that's fine. But like, I you just think like, you got yeah. this whole nice music listening oh, situation yeah. going on for free. But it just seemed really funny because he wasn't performing anything. Yeah. He was just like playing some track he had done it, uh, it just seemed particularly uh did you find yourself wondering how do i know if this is the real jay marvelous well also okay it was like about 9 30 in the morning and it's all i mean it's not all white people but it's all like office workers i mean it's not exactly like mm -hmm. people are gonna be like yeah i gotta what, what what's going on in the street music scene hey man it's always marvelous time it, it seemed it was very silly <laughs> it's Hey, you know, he's probably still up from the previous night, just getting in the last few uh, that contributions there. That could be. Hey, I, that's, there's people out there who, who have those weird, like, business. Like, you think, like, man, this is, you're not going to make it this way. You know, this right. is not how people, I know you have a dream. Elvis Costello was similar, you know what I mean? Like, he camped out in front of his record company, I think, and just, like, played his guitar and sang songs. Fine, but this guy wasn't playing the guitar. He was just, like, playing a recording. I mean, they are the same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, I, I know. It'd I be like you. Pat if you went on the if you went on the subway and you said, "I'm Pat Dixon. I'm a comedian." Uh, and instead of telling jokes, you just turned on a tape recorder. And it's Jay Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that would be good too. Somebody just snatches that. See, he loses his whole act, doesn't he? If somebody steals his box. Yeah. Yeah, he's got nothing. Right. Now, when you describe it as shitty rap. I, I don't know what that means in particular from you. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. I mean, it didn't sound like anything in particular. It was like musically him saying like, you know, I'm on the street. I walk on my feet. I got to, <laughs> I don't know. Look for something to eat. I mean, it, it didn't sound, seem like. I drank. I mostly want to drink. I mean, most of the time rappers, they write everything down, right? And then they just they just do it well so, sometimes they freestyle okay maybe they do but some of them have a have a flow some of them may yeah uh and 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 so uh the, why, why, you can why don't you look up jay marvelous maybe we could um you know what we should follow him on twitter right now <laughs> i don't know if he was on twitter but you know oh okay. snapchat facebook <laughs> yeah i don't have uh, snapchat whatever well look him up on um on the internet uh, yeah yeah the, the the internet you you have it right jay, my, <laughs> just got it <laughs> jay a-Y? No, I think it's just J. The letter J. Oh, okay, J. And then Marvelous. And, uh... Does anything come up? Uh, is a discography. 
Oh wow! Now there's oh wait, that's Marvelous Jay. Yeah, that's a that, different that's guy. That's somebody else. That's that must be a different guy. Marvelous. He's really just starting out. He hasn't made it to um. Oh, there he is, Jay Marvelous. It, well, that it says Jay Marvelous profiles on Facebook. Here he is, a IMDb. He hasn't quite made it to the internet yet. Is he a young guy? Yeah. Uh, here's Jay Marvelous from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. No. He looks like he's a rapper, but he's in Milwaukee. But you know what? He may have he, he may he have may made have the bleep. You know, make the when I hear is five hours ago, uh, posting a new photo on Instagram. Ain't nobody go do you like you, and that's a known fact. I mean, that's sounds pretty characteristic of the sort of thing the guy in the train might have said. <laughs> Snapchat, Jay Marvelous. Maybe he came to New York to make it. And he thought, okay, I'm here for three days, and I've got to get everyone to know who I am. Yeah, this will spread it around. That guy looks way more successful than what you're describing, though. Well, who's to say? Who's to say? You can't always tell just by looking at a man. They, they say you're supposed to look at a man's shoes to tell if they're successful. Okay. And uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily go along with that. I, if they did, if people, looked, if people went by shoes, they would look at me and go, well, that guy's running the country. Sure. That guy. I mean, look at those. <laughs> things right here. Because <laughs> that man is a is world beating at this moment. Uh, let's get his autograph. I do wear the, the. I've worn the same shoes for five, six, seven years now, maybe. And uh, they the same are pair? no. They've gotten the same type once a year. I have to buy them, and they're the only shoes I wear. They're Echo, oh. uh, some things, but they you know they're waterproof, and that's it. Do you use um shoe trees? No, I only have one pair of shoes. Oh, okay. So I own only one. Um. I don't know why I'm proud of that. It seems like something you'd be ashamed of, but I, I personally, I, well, I, I, I feel you know, good about it. Why not? If, if, if they work. Well, you're into footwear, though, aren't you? Well, I, I always take I, note of your shoes. Into you, footwear, but I, um, <laughs> I recently bought about five or six pairs of shoes. Yeah. And then I bought shoe trees for them. Oh, you had to. You went and bought the shoe trees. I bought the shoe trees. Okay. Yeah, like cedar ones. Oh yeah. So then you get like a. Uh, does the cedar like soak up the moisture or something? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. And it keeps the um, the shape of the shoe, so the um, so they don't crack. That's what they say. I'm, I'm waiting to see if if they and, and if they actually like how long does it take a shoe tree to pay for itself? We we, we might not be able to determine. You know, it's like a ten year, fifteen year project. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really planning on these <laughs> shoes. I even went and had like taps put on my shoes. All these things, not these. These are just like my crap shoes. That you I just went wear. to tap dance? No, no, no. Just like plastic taps, to, so they don't wear down the shoe. Oh, I thought. Yeah, to tap <laughs> dance. <laughs> tap dance. You put some <laughs> taps on them. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm taking up tap lessons. I'm taking tap lessons. <laughs> we should do that. We should take tap lessons. Great. That would be a lot of fun. It, uh, we it, could um, we could become subway performers. Yeah, and speaking of the subway, at any rate, uh, these uh, strap hangers, they like I said, they intervened, they fought back the attacker, 39-year-old uh, Jamel Purnell. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, they were waiting to arrest him at the next stop. So he stabbed a guy three times for not giving him money, but he was caught instantly, and I assume that the passenger is A-OK. Do you think he stabs everyone who doesn't give him money? Man, if he did that... Then he would be. Uh, then everybody would have like a perforated gut. His stabbing arm would be all like tired. Oh, really strong. <laughs> have this big stabbing arm. Sure. Because nobody gives you money. I mean, like they. they come, I don't see how they don't get discouraged. You ever see a subway singer, a very like uh, sincere, you know, kind of a kind of a young person or something, and they and they they sing some fucking horrible song, you know, and then they go right. around with their hat out, and nobody, of course, nobody even looks nobody at them the whole time. Them. God bless you, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
I hate being thanked when I when I you know, thank you. Yeah, it's sarcastic, right? Why are you being sarcastic at me? You're the one. You're the beggar here, right? Let's not get high and mighty. Just because you beg, you know, yeah, yeah, the God bless you. You know who doesn't like to be called beggars are the subway dancers. Mm. But that's what they are. Well, yeah, they're beggars. Hell, I, I, in a way, I've been a beggar probably. Well, we're all beggars to, to one extent or another. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're all beggars when you get ready. Like Patreon, I have a Patreon account. That makes me a beggar. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt your ride. Right. But I'm speaking in a volume that you cannot ignore. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the Boogie D, sometimes you might get stabbed when you're in a bad area, as we know. Well, one such area in the Boogie Down Bronx, the emergency room at St. Barnabas. A man was arrested for threatening to shoot cops. Okay. Hmm. And he was stabbed by a stranger while handcuffed to a gurney. What? In the hospital ER. Uh, yeah. Joseph Carey, or Carette. Let's go with Carette. Uh, allegedly made several 911 calls warning that he was going to kill police officers with an AK-47. Cops picked him up and took him to St. Barnabas for a psychological exam. Around 5.30 a.m., another patient in the ER, 36-year-old Thomas Barroa, walked up and plunged a knife oh, into his geez. chest and arm. <laughs> well, you know what? He's probably got a good loss, uh, a lawsuit lined up. He was um, strapped down. He had no way to defend himself. Didn't have his AK-47 with him. Didn't have his AK-47, and um, they let some crazy person with a knife go and stab him. Yeah, well, then the officer who was keeping an eye on him grabbed Baroa and took him into custody. Oh. Weapon was found at the scene. I wonder if they went ahead and, arre- and, and like arrested the guy for making the threats after that, or if he had to go through with the psychological exam. They probably want to take care of this, you know, hmm. really urgent physical problem first. Like, like who's the more serious criminal, the, the the one making the terroristic threats, or the one actually stabbing people at random? I think it's equal, kind of. Yeah, I mean, because because the the scale that you're talking about, I'm going to shoot cops. This guy just stabbed a piece of shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe he's the hero. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Say, did you see about this professor at John Jay College, Pat? Oh, well, I do know that he uh, basically said it's his pleasure to teach at John Jay College where a lot of uh, police officers go to college, uh, but a lot of cops go there. John Jay's College of Criminal Justice. Right. And so, uh, you know, he says, it's it's my pleasure to teach uh, the future dead cops or something like that. Yes, yes. Well, he was on Tucker Carlson. I guess the day before this came out, talking about how um, how it's justified. He's like really into Antifa. He started a, an Antifa branch. Wow, he's openly starting. An yeah, Antifa yeah, yeah, branch. yeah. So and he won't be wearing a mask, I assume. I guess not. But he said, like, yes, communities have a right to commit violence and shut down people who want to eradicate them. This is what he just kept saying. He's just like on television just to repeat that they have that right. Well, it was funny because he kept also saying, uh, Tucker, you use violence. And Tucker Carlson's like, what are you talking about? He's like, when I came in this building to be in the studio, there were uh, five security checkpoints. I had to go through security. There were guards. There were, there's, you know. They took all my weapons. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Basically, the idea being that if there's security in a building, that's, that is violence, too. That's violence. Well, what isn't violence at that point? You have to endure violence to get on an airplane? Um, sure. So that's all we're doing. We sure. are just... But you, but on whose authority is the question? You know, you're, you're doing it on your own authority. Right. And uh, even if you do consider that, I don't know. Well, I guess he would probably see defense. private property as theft. 
and you know, uh, voting as oppression oh. and, you know, all these sort of things. Yeah, so he, he had this tweet saying that he is in favor, that um, he, he likes teaching future dead cops. And um, Is he in hot water? He is in hot water. Even, even Mayor de Blasio weighed in and said that that was not appropriate. And so now he's on administrative leave from his uh, job at uh, John Jay. How about it? And he thinks that's, um, that it's outrageous. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous that he should like. Like, I'm trying to teach dead cops how to get killed. Future dead cops. Future dead cops. I, <laughs> yeah, they're not currently dead. I, I, I guess what I don't understand is how he could be possibly as a member of Antifa. In fact, the founder of an Antifa branch and and someone who possesses these views. How could he possibly feel that he is uh, that he he could be impartial? In, in teaching cops. You well, know. he was asked about this, and uh, Tucker Carlson said, oh, so how can you? He's like, well, Tucker, in fact, I had a pro-Trump um, student last semester, and I disagreed with him, but his, uh, and I taught him how to do citations better, and he wound up getting an A on his paper. Anecdotal proof. <laughs> yeah. He just seemed like a real um, douchebag, basically. Hey, I'll, he I'll also has, like, the, the longest neck. Did you see a picture of this guy? Uh, no, I didn't. Long neck. Look him up. Look up Mike Isaacson. Oh, it's an autocomplete, of course. Yes. Oh, my God. Isn't that bizarre? Oh, yeah. That's... Wow. It's like really weird. Well, he's not what you expect from a professor, especially not a J- John Jay. Well, I think he teaches economics. He looks like a like just a, a regular ass, uh, just, just like a turd on the street. Yeah. Uh, or, or at a, you know, like a fish concert. Exactly. Get that uh, the the ridiculous hair swooped across his uh, the left side of his face. Yeah, he's got like a Veronica Lake hairdo. The New York City's uh, largest police union is demanding, in fact, that that John Jay College of Criminal Justice professor Mike Isaacson lose his job over a recent tweet on the privilege to teach future dead cops. Patrolman's benevolent union, livid with the messaging, the students at City University of New York are receiving by economics instructor who belongs to the left-wing movement known as Antifa. There's a member of Antifa. Antifa is becoming way too mainstream. <laughs> Isn't it? It's really funny. It's, yeah. Well, they've got vocal defenders. They have all these people saying, like, you know, people who never heard of them before and don't really care, saying, like, like who's not in? Who? If you're not in Antifa, that's the, that's the problem. Come now. You know, no, no one of any significance yeah, like would all say those something people so stupid. Who had those memes like, oh, like showing a bunch of like uh, guys invading Normandy, saying, oh, here's a bunch of anti-fascists going to, oh, uh, I see. you know. Oh, okay. If you if you, <laughs> and you as, saw, if, as oh, if if you're not in that group, you're pro-fascist, right? And uh, yeah, right. That's the way they're making it sound like. Like, well, if you're not, if you're against Antifa, I guess that means you're pro-fascist. Right. No, that that's pretty much what they were. Um, I guess if you're not pro-life, you're for death. Right. That's not the same. No, that's not it's, the you same. You give a name to something and say that that's what it actually is. It's not actually Antifa. It's, it's <laughs> right. anti-holding private property. It's right. anti, uh, you, I don't think a lot of people are aware of that, that those these people who are in Antifa, they stem from an, an, anarchist groups who are, you know, they're really, their mission is... To just, the, the end of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to like, you know, like what do they say? No Trump. Uh, well, no, what's what's not no Trump, no KKK. They have another one. Um, like no, no, no Trump, no wall, no USA at all. 
Did you hear that one? <laughs> that, that one hasn't caught on quite as much. No, but they say it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I have heard that no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. That's a good one. Which is, uh, you know, hey, I have, it's unfortunately, a ch- uh, aside from the from the first part, I'm completely with it. No KKK, no fascist USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I, I'm so That's fine. for not the KKK exactly. and, and fascism in the USA. Never. No, I'm totally down with yeah, it. You could but, say no Clinton, no KKK, no fascist <laughs> USA. <laughs> Right. That's fine. No Nazis. No KKK. No, yeah, no anything. No Sharpton. No KKK. No fascist USA. They no they want no laws. They want no uh, no patents. Oh no, yeah, they're completely um, super radical. You know, hard left. They want to be on the barter system or something. I mean, it's. It, I guess these Antifa groups started in Germany, right? And right. they started over largely over like. Um, the squatters rights you know they wanted to be able to squat in abandoned buildings the cops come to get them and they're like you know what we're gonna like fight this and they successfully fought it with this with these um with this tactic this black block tactic right everybody covering up their face and they train like these are people who think that private bathrooms is genocide (laughs) pillows are a war crime yeah If they're private pillows. Right. Yeah. Public pillows. That's fine. Everything's public. That's the thing. You don't, you can't, I guess, in a situation like that, prevent anybody from coming into your dwelling at all. That would be, to not answer your door is a a hate crime. Yes. I think that's pretty much where they're headed. I know politics make strange bedfellows, but where's the limit? Uh, I don't know. If we've seen, we've seen feminists embrace Islam. That's, that's a weird one. Yeah. So I guess, uh. The, the first time we saw him was in uh, 90, not, I don't know if it's the first time, but, you know, the first notable time in Seattle, I think it was, in, in, right. two, in 99, 1999. Is that when that was? It was the, the WTO. I think it was. Yeah, that sounds about right. And so there were a bunch of them, and it was it was a large, uh, it was like 40,000 people total or something like that. It was some yeah. ungodly number of people. And they were against the, the, and that included like labor unions and shit, and you know, sure. and so now they, they they really haven't been a big deal here, so that might be why some people are struggling with it. In New York, in, in New York, in, in New York, or in the U.S. or whatever, oh, yeah. because they're well. What about Rage Against the Machine? They were, you know, they were kind of into this type of thing. Were they really? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know if they were into Antifa, but they were, you know, Rage Against the Machine. They're all like oh, punk, yeah. All that stuff. Jay Marvelous, too. <laughs> Jay Marvelous. <laughs> I don't get the feeling that rappers or even... Bla- What's funny is, and I think this is interesting, is that Black Lives Matter, rappers, the, the people who are really against white supremacy, reparations, those people are not in favor of el- abolishing private property. No, of course They're not. just in favor of transferring private property to them. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, it's true. There's no, I mean, there's not a lot. That's why, like, socialism, all of that stuff, that really doesn't make a lot of inroads into those communities. Oh. Like, reparations has nothing to do with um, structurally changing the economy to make it more just. And neither does feminism. No, it just has to do with um, putting black people on top. Yeah, where they belong. I mean, we've well, agreed on this privately. You and I. Uh, yes. You and I. Yeah, yes. Many absolutely. times we've discussed this. And absolutely. I think that's how Trump. That's what's going to take. That's what it's going to take for our president. And and oh, I, I've mentioned Trump, so uh, you can turn off the podcast forever now. But uh, I do think that uh, 
I do think that's what Trump is going to have to do is like if he wants to solve this whole uh, problem, uh, the vocal, uh, you know, opposition and reparations. Yeah. You know what? Just you may do be reparations. Right. I think that that would help. I think you may be right. Listen, by the way, listen to this 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 uh, little parable I heard, and this is just an example of uh, white supremacy. When God made people, he took white from the clouds to make their skin, and he took yellow from the sun to make their hair, and he took blue from the skies to make their eyes. Who said that? I did. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after this. The South Bronx is unlike any place on earth. In the 70s, this was a very untamed area. I was a police officer. I had one job, stop these bad guys roaming the streets. If you turn your back to the wrong person, you're dead. I can still see every arrest. My name is Ralph Friedman. These are my stories. Street Justice The Bronx premieres Tuesday, September 19th at 9 on Discovery. Watch live and catch up on the Discovery Go app. Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. I, I think I refined the chant a little bit. Instead of, you know, because uh, we, as we said, I the no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. We yeah. hear that all the time. And I, I can't say no Trump. Uh, but like uh, you know, if we're all trying to substitute our own thing, so that how about some Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA, or go Trump, oh, no go- KKK, <laughs> yes. no fascist USA, yes, yeah. but go wait. Trump. But I don't know if I just I don't know I don't side with the KKK in any way. No. But I don't know if I mean the unpopular ideas they have a right to exist, you know. So like. I don't know if no, I just don't want the KKK to like, you know, spread and become like a large influence. You know what I mean? To, to have yeah, like, yeah, an, yeah. so how about uh, go Trump, uh, some KKK, no fascist USA. Well, I mean, in a way, because if you're saying no KKK, that almost, that means you want a fascist USA because Ex- no one can join the KKK. Yes, exactly. That's the definition of fascism. Go Trump, less KKK, no fascist USA. <laughs> exactly. Go Trump. But wait, fascism, though, I mean, isn't it, uh, is everything about it bad? Fascism? Yeah, I mean, isn't fascism, like, uh, some tenets of it are, you know, like a powerful uh, figurehead or something? I don't know why people are so down on it. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, you know, look, I'm I'm not in favor of, you know, I I mean, I guess I'm in favor of democracy to some extent, but, you know. Yeah, and, and who are we to say, really, exactly how much KKK there should be? I mean, you know, uh, that, that way again. If you limit it, it's that not way, up to me. It, it's not up to to anybody, but people who want to. Follow. So maybe just go Trump, go, go KKK, KKK, go fascist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, now I think we're kind of. <laughs> now I think we may be just politically speaking. Yeah, it's not going to be very effective. Change. Well, yeah, people really struggle with uh, th- with satire these days. I found. <laughs> Also, people yeah. people have become very literal minded uh, in the last few years. Is that why Amy Schumer isn't doing so well? <laughs> because she struggles with it. No, because, because people struggle. Because with she's it. A, such a, a like a heavy duty, high powered political satirist. Oh, I see what you mean. Maybe no. I'm the one who struggles. Maybe, with satire. <laughs> maybe. 
I mean, damn. From the Queen's Examiner, police are looking for a trio of vandals that broke into Cypress Hill Cemetery in Glendale and they damaged more than 40 headstones by knocking them down or spray painting slurs. Oh, what, uh, kind, I, what kind of slurs? Asians buried like there. Asians? People like of Chinese, uh, people? Chinese, I think, yeah, of that descent. First of all, trio of vandals is the word they used, you know, which makes it sound like they're, you know, uh, some kind of a, a musical group or something right. like that. Or like a, the bass player, the drummer, and the... Uh, the okay, power Power trio. <laughs> okay. Now, many of, the he- many of the headstones belong to Asian-American individuals. Some of the graffiti contained anti-Asian comments. Oh. Now, I surmise uh, there's a grouping of Asians uh, buried there, like Chinatown for the dead. Right. Uh, Asian people aren't... Here's one thing that I've noticed. They're not as triggerable as other groups. Seldom, if ever, have I seen agents complain about prejudice, even. I don't ever hear that. There's a couple of groups... You know, like, prof- like basically they have some professional... ALM. What's ALM? Asian Lives Matter. Oh, well, there's like the the Minquan Cultural Center. There's a few of these groups that, you know, they trot themselves out to complain every so often. But they, you know, they don't have, um, they don't, they don't get the, um, they don't get the rank and file, like, all steamed up. Yeah. If anything, uh... I've noticed that like the, I, they beat you to the joke sometimes, just to keep you know keep you from having to pause and wonder whether or not it's okay to Look, joke. Th- they're all about uh, making money, getting good grades. What's interesting that they do have these um, these rituals for their dead, and you know maybe this is nice. Uh, they they go out like once a year, and um, they have like I don't know if you've seen this like it looks like dollar bill hundred dollar bills, but they're fake. And they'll burn them, or they'll bring they'll bring food out to the gravesite. Oh. They'll bring um, like clothes, like paper clothes. Once a year. Once a year, like okay, this is for you to take with you. And they'll put like the the people's the dead people's what what their favorite foods were out. You know this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of like uh, if they have any practicality at all. I know he loved yams. You know he <laughs> loved he loved canned pumpkin. <laughs> right, but on, on behalf I, of uh, all non-Asian people, though, uh, and particularly white people, I salute Asians for their resiliency uh, to, you know, to their to prejudice, you know, and to, with with you know, sort of enduring it. Uh, and thank thank you for that, because sure. uh, you know it's it's regrettable. And I, I will also say that your that your gravestones were uh, vandalized. But uh, if there's one group of people that's more difficult to trigger than Asian people, it's dead people. So my problem with dead people, and by the way, so who could be harder to trigger than dead Asians? I mean, they don't give a shit. Uh huh. And if, and that's my thing with dead people is that is that and this is probably just envy that I have for them and their attitude of not giving a shit. You know, a, right. a lot of people say they don't give a shit, but nobody gives less of a shit or a shit less uh, than dead people. I mean, they right. uh, they're they're not running for trains they're, at this point. They're pretty you know? imper- imperturbable. Oh yeah, they always strangely. They're, they're quiescent. And it just I guess it just really shows that people are people. You know, like when when someone comes out as gay, uh, so sometimes they might tend to sound a little uh, a little more gay than they previously did. Gesture more. They they work gayness into the conversation more. They gay it up a little yeah. sometimes. You know, because they because they're out now and they think well, because sometimes you think well, what's with this new persona? I remember a lot of people felt that way when Mark Spitz came out. He was Wait, Mark Spitz is gay. Yeah, I think so. I think he was the guy. Greg Luganus is gay. Oh, whatever. Luganus. 
but is that who it was? Was it Mark Spence? I don't think Mark Spence is gay. I think isn't he like married and stuff? Well, he can't be too gay if he's Spence. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but other people, uh, uh, you know, don't don't. Necessarily. Okay, look, I, I will say this: uh, whoever it was, that, do you recall that, that the there diver? Was, yeah, whoever it was, go, go, you can look it up. It's fine. Okay. I don't mind. Right. Uh, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, to me, it's it's less of who it is and more the, uh, you know, what happened. But maybe when when they come out, uh, people who are closeted, and after all that denial and shame, uh, they feel yeah. free to be who they were all oh, along. Definitely, you know, we just have to wonder because we never spoke to you. Never did he speak in a regular voice? When I say regular, I mean like what we what they had determined was regular that they were using, or uh, it, but think in gay voice, mm. like felt like he said good morning, but he's thinking good morning, you know, like uh, that must have been. This reminds me of a of a thing that happened this week when um it turned out that. Harvard University wanted to make Chelsea Manning a fellow. Oh, and they dropped that, yeah. Yeah, but wasn't the whole point of Chelsea Manning's thing to stop being a fellow? <laughs> yeah, then, then it was appropriately canceled. And <laughs> at, right. After feeling that feeling about you never want to go back, you know? Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. like, I bet you, too, that there's a little bit of, like, slamming the closet door shut behind you. Like, I'm mm. going to make sure that I don't, I'm not going to leave myself an avenue for escape here. Everyone will realize how gay I am. It could be that. Yes. Neither of those, maybe. Maybe maybe it's like you stick your head out of the closet, you know, and, and you see your family and friends are going to love you no matter what. And then for the first time, you feel free and safe to explore Yay! a hidden dimension <laughs> of his personality. Like, buried there were all these, like, faggy personality quirks, you know. But right. regardless, all we have to do is just nothing. Live and let live. And there's nothing easier than that. But with dead people, once they're actually see that that it's it doesn't really matter with with gay people. You have no there's no obligation there or anything like that. They don't need anything from you. You know, mm -hmm. just like it's treat them. Uh, if you do now, all this coming out of the closet is going to be a thing of the past because there is no closet anymore for for many people who are young and gay. They they don't really have to live their lives a certain way in order to to uh, try and pretend to be something that they're not. You know what I mean? Like people come so all this like coming out of the closet in your 30s and your even in your 20s, your 60s. In your 60s it happens, you know, yeah, that that will not that's going to go away. I'm going to miss that because there's a charm to that, you know what I mean? There's like a you know cuz it's cuz usually we knew Right. And so, like, it, it sort of, like, affirms something. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, and we got used to you already. Yeah. And and so that, those days are over. It's just, you know, people are gay from their teens. There was this New York City councilman from the Bronx, this Italian from the Bronx, who uh, came out as gay maybe a year or two ago. Um, and, he, you know, he's probably 65 or so. Um, wow. And everybody was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yes. How wonderful. Oh, congratulations. But it's like, I mean. Thank you for deceiving us all this time. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> all right. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to know, like, what some old man is up to, like, sexually. <laughs> right. All, all right. Great. You know. Why I mean, it's not like when he you were didn't, more he attractive. He, he presumably knew all along. Presumably. So, so, I don't know. Ever since, like, In and Out with Kevin Klein came out, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, in that movie, the guy 
discovers he it's not like he's been living a secret life he no, just, yeah he just discovers that he's gay and i don't think that that's usually how it works no no i don't think so either no um, usually it's not your oscar winning uh, pupil who outs you and right. you're like i am what, what? <laughs> <laughs> to yourself what? Yeah, I, no one's yeah. more shocked than me right look at this woman i'm with kuzak Oh, right. Jo- Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Yes, yes. Yeah. By the way, it says that Mark Spitz has been married to a woman since 1973. So. Come out, Spitz. It's about time. <laughs> so I was wrong about that. Mark Spitz, not gay. It was, but it was Luganus who did that. Okay, Greg I, got I got him mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with dead people, there is something. I mean, you know, they're actually all the way out. Once once they're all the way out as dead, yeah. it's just off to the races with all this stereotypically dead kind of behavior. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> That's what's so... <laughs> you never hear from them again. <laughs> it's, they it's, never call you. Never. Just they don't give a fuck, and they act right. like that all the time. I mean, there's. I see where you were. That's what's saying. so ironic about eulogies, because all the qualities that people list are singing the praise. This guy, when once upon a time, gave a fuck about anything. He's a devoted husband, loving father, loyal right. friend. Meanwhile, his wife and kids and friends are there, feeling awful. They're crying, or you know, and, and he's just laying there, like whatever, you know. Right. They, they may, I don't care. Mr. Doesn't give a fuck, you know. You can all suck my dead dick. I know that, you're sad. That's really the time to roast somebody. <laughs> right. Because they don't care. You should really bring the heat. See if you can make them care. <laughs> right. Uh, and of course, no one says anything about this shit. That's the other part. Nobody ever, ever will be, you know, because we're too, co- everybody's got to be too polite. It's his big day, yeah. his funeral, you know. And is, is he just adopting this dead shit? Like aping the behavior of the few dead people that he's been you know, exposed to, or is or did mm. did coming out as dead finally give him, you know, the space he needed, the opportunity to look deep inside himself, where he found long buried the dead version of himself, mm. along with the courage to animate that dead person inside mm. and and say, "Yep, I'm dead. <laughs> I am loving it. Look out, world! Oh, this fuck. dead guy has arrived. We we all have a dead person inside us, but just." just hasn't come out it's yet. just waiting to be born <laughs> right yeah. and, oh. and, and at the moment we truly embrace that dead version of ourselves you know uh then that's when we can you know finally move on like leave something all very, this silliness of this transitory yeah. living behaviors you know something very buddhistic about this pat I'm, yeah. quite, I'm kind of impressed <laughs> let's settle into the version of ourselves which is truly lasting that's the permanent version you know right. all, all these things that we're doing now it's a temporary version of you the dead version is the one that endures I mean, much, Shit. much longer. That's the moment, you know, we'll all be just like that dead asshole that I described before, you know. They say things like, oh, he had a smile for everyone. We just once contrast that with the reality of what's going on. It's just, it, the irony of it eats at me, you know, because it's just the opposite, no smile for everyone. If every living president assembled next to his casket, wouldn't move an inch. And by the way, the casket, all padded, snug, got a lid you can open and close. Oh, he always wanted a convertible. Oh, <laughs> It's a it's a pretty sweet bed for a guy who just doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, why are we, if he truly doesn't give a shit, and, and you know, why are we putting him in the, I mean, as soon as they pull the trigger on this identity, now we all have to play along. Right. I'm dead. Since I'm dead now, I don't care about anything. Meanwhile, everyone else has to care. We're here. We're sad. We're sitting on folding chairs. He's stretched out like a sultan, wearing his best suit, because that's what he wanted to be buried in. So someone... If you don't give a shit, why are you dressed so nice? 
someone had to put it on him too. Get him all dressed up for his little dead coming out party. And he's not going to just walk to the closet and put it on like a big boy. Right. You know, it's all dressed up, looking sharp, stretched out in a comfy $2,000 bed just for him. There's no rotation in it. It's his special place. He gets a nice... It's my final resting place. That's how they do it. The dead people, they really milk that the finality angle for all it's worth. Come pay your last respects, last will and testament, which, by the way, you got to see a lawyer because now that he's dead, all the pretense of courtesy is good. You have to communicate through a fucking lawyer with this guy, his last will, and then the finality. It's just, I find it manipulative. I see what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> but there's a lot more. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I know that I'm going to be accused of anti-dead bias here. I know that. It's it's coming. But for people who supposedly don't give a shit, dead people can really be control freaks. It's all in writing and legal. Right. right. Everywhere that every all your shit, it's, you know. I right. like, please, uh, you know that old so, Saturn that I've got? <laughs> I want it, yeah, right. I want it detailed. <laughs> and it's like this final car ride. We've all got to line up and drive in a row and stop traffic, you know, for Mr. Dead. And uh, you got to be in a convoy now to his last resting place. And what happens once he gets there? Once you're there, can you carry me? <laughs> carry me to the fucking hole. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, it's just a lot of that kind of victim dead bargaining power. So you think that they, the dead pretend that they don't care, but really they do care. I think deep down there's signs that they care. <laughs> Appearances seem very important is what I'm saying. Yeah. You might be onto something. So it just seems hypocritical. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know, I, again, I'm, the, it's not anti-dead bias. I'm just making observations, you know I mean? Find the, find the untruth of what I'm saying and I'll retract. Uh, well, I think the problem, Pat, with a lot of these things is it's not whether it's true or not. It's like, are you hurting someone's feelings? By the way, uh, sentencing of a guy who committed a hate crime uh, down in down in Union Square, that guy is uh, going away for quite a bit. What did he do? He said, I'm going to punch the next white person I see. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great. He, um... And then he like totally laid out some old man or something. Yeah, he laid him out. A guy the name was uh, Babbitt. Did he kill him? He died. The guy did die uh, because uh, you know he fell down and hit his head, which is the same thing as being punched to death. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he fatally slugged a retired train engineer, and he punched two other strangers in Union Square because they were white. He was sentenced Tuesday to twenty-five years in prison. That's it. Twenty-five years. Not 25 to life? Just 25. It's, uh, but I mean, he's old. Uh, he's, well, he's not young. Uh, he's, uh, 44 yeah, or something like that. Couldn't he get out? Mel Martin. In like 18 years or something, maybe? I mean, did he like murdered somebody? Yeah. That's, I mean, sometimes it's with 25 to life. With a, as, as a racist hate crime? I think that maybe, uh, it's because he was schizophrenic. And so, really, that should be, if they're going to factor that in at all, I would think that would just mean he'd be hospitalized until he gets better, and then they let him out. Yeah, like I don't they, know why are they bothering him at all. Yeah, uh, fatally slugged him. Uh, the The guy was, uh, the, I mentioned his name, is Jeffrey Babbitt, 62-year-old Jeffrey Babbitt. And uh, it, it's uh, the one thing that kind of uh, it makes it a little bit worse. Uh, he was taking care of his aged mother, Babbitt. He was, a, he was retired, and he uh, was taking care of his 94-year-old mother. So I guess she just... Oh. Nice. That's the job. Talk about the jobs nobody else wants to do. 
Yeah, you and know? so this this guy, he's uh, all right. Well, you know what? I, I there should be harsher crime, harsher penalties, but well, sometimes uh, Justice Melissa Jackson Jackson uh, gave uh, Lashawn Martin the maximum term. It was the maximum term because maybe it was like manslaughter or something. I mean, it seems to me like if you're saying I'm going to punch the next white person I see, yeah, and then you punch him. Well, I certainly understand that. I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, sure. Sometimes I, mean, I think the same thing. I don't do it though. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, I don't have the voices telling me to uh, follow through on this. But she says the evidence most compelling in Manhattan Supreme Court: you targeted people because of the color of their skin, and that's uh, that seems to be you know uh, just factually true. You know yes. that, that that is exactly what happened. Uh, yes. She's con- she continued when you're off your medications, you're a danger to society, and. You're a powder keg that's ready to ignite. But how about if he's on his medication? Well, then he's fine. Then, well, then he's fine. Then why don't they just come up with a way for him to... Um, oh, you mean like uh, what, uh, Megan's Act or something? Yeah, why don't they just make sure he takes Megan's his law? medications? Yeah, uh, Megan's Law would ensure that. Uh, that's uh, where they find these people, and, and they have a caseworker, and they follow up, and it's all... It's the law, right? It's in effect. Yeah, or, but, like, um, or, like, an, or like an anti-abuse capsule they could implant it in his um in his stomach can you can you implant an anabuse capsule yeah how do you do that does it involve uh, like a tube and blowing like a like you get a horse to take a pill or something or how does that work they take it i mean i've heard of um they'll take an antibuse they'll they'll like sew it into your body and that's anti-psychotic or anti-schizophrenic no antibuse is like anti-alcohol it's like um for, like it's a treatment for alcoholics where uh it, but doesn't the capsule dissolve i guess is what i'm saying i mean like how does it just how is it just perpetually good i think they have to replace it every day no like every year every six months or oh something. wow so they know. could be a really slow release yeah 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 man if something like that burst is it Anna- would that be damaging to your system if you cut it all at once be like, I usually don't want to drink, but now I really don't want to drink. <laughs> well, I think it's not that you don't want to drink. It's that if if you drink while you're on antabuse, it um makes you very sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, I must have a lot of natural antabuse in my system because I often drank to the point of sickness. Right, right. Uh, now, uh, this guy yelled, uh, the, you know, this character, Mel Martin, 44, he yelled that he would fuck up the next white person he saw just before striking Babbitt so hard he bashed his head in the pavement and his skull cracked open. The unhinged man then slugged a 19-year-old who tried to help the dying man. A second passerby who was knocked unconscious uh, by by Martin when he when he rushed to Babbitt's aid. He this guy ch- must be a good, he must really pack a punch. Yeah. He's a strong guy, yeah. Well, he's, he's you know, maniac. Maniacs have the power of, like, a, an orangutan, you know. Okay. Uh, or is that mentally challenged? I can't ever get it right, but it's one of them have greatly accelerated, uh, you know, strength. But unfortunately, on that day, uh, when I was trying to help, this is this is the guy who choked up on the stand, uh, Matthew uh, Cortels, uh, Cortelesi, 50. He fractured his rib when he, when he hit the ground. Uh, he goes, unfortunately, on that day, when I was trying to help, he was trying to hurt. When I was trying to love, he was trying to hate. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he was trying to hate. <laughs> or if he was trying, he was succeeding. Yes, he was, I, he was successfully hating. Mm. But he, yeah, and he, this guy was trying to love, which is like, you know, trying to love is kind of... Uh, yeah, just you know, do it. That just, that just means... Yeah. <laughs> Mount his face. He's down there. 
the f- it's like the, it's like there's three frogs sitting on a log, and one tries to jump off. How many are still sitting on the log? All three. There you go. Because he just tried. That's why uh, Charles Bukowski's, you know, tombstone. You know what it says? What? Don't try. That's funny because Ralph Abernathy's tombstone says, "I tried." <laughs> <laughs> and they're buried right next to each other. <laughs> right. And neither one of them give a shit. That's the problem. Now, when I was, this guy says when he was trying to laugh, he's a former UN worker, uh, this guy. Oh. And I, I find that really, uh, not the UN worker. It's, although the UN, you know, is is pretty full of shit. Yeah. They are, uh, they wanted to, well, I don't want to get into it, but they, they got a bunch of shit about going on. With I think what they're eventually wanting to do is run the world. I think that's what it is. I think that's the idea. And I think that's why they wanted to make it seem as if all these, like, uh, it is another part of the reason everything works together, the press and the fucking, these political ideologies and stuff like that. Right. So that we get a certain idea about things. And now the UN eventually will just come in and take over all the local police precincts, I think. Well, I think they'd like to do something like that. I think they would. Uh, Assistant District Attorney Matthew Bogdanos urged Jackson to give Martin the maximum for taking the life of a man he described as a devoted son who cared for his 94-year-old invalid mother. Uh, The prosecutor said the crazed convict had more than 20 encounters with law enforcement, most of which involved violence. You chewing gum? I am. <laughs> sorry. We can that, hear that. I'm sorry. It's probably, it doesn't bother me, but whoever's listening to a show, they're like, I, I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was audible. <laughs> I apologize. Somewhat. You, you're a trident chewer. Yeah. The bubblegum version. No, it's not the bubblegum. Is it not? What's no. the pink then? It's uh, Islandberry Lime. Oh, man. You you went wild. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you had the wild chew crazy of the islands. That. Right. <laughs> Defense lawyer Michael Croce. Asked for no more than 15 years, arguing that Babbitt was off his medication at the time. And in the throes of a psychotic breakdown. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a great, um, that doesn't seem like a great argument. Well, my client is just a complete raving maniac. <laughs> so don't put him in jail for too long. Yes. While he was thinking clearly, at some point he said, I'm not taking this medication anymore. It's really among schizophrenics. I've heard that, uh, in particular, uh, the, with the guy who, um, and I, I can't think of his name right now. It doesn't matter. But he, he chopped up his mother in the Bronx, mm. and uh, he said, "Yeah, when I'm schizophrenic, it's like pretty entertaining. <laughs> when I'm right. when I'm not taking my medication, there's a lot going on up here, you know. Yeah. And so when it's very boring to them to be sane. Sure. No, I've heard this too. That it's um also with manic depressives or whatever right, bipolar. Right. Yeah, that schizophrenics, it's not like they're, um, even when they're suffering, there's there's a kind of, um, there's something to it. There's like, it's probably an enhanced reality mm-hmm. or it's like a more, in, like, you know, someone was saying, it's not, it's not that they believe that they're Jesus Christ. They know they're Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a. So it's a huge promotion. It's a huge promotion from, you know, I mean, you may think they're they're just eating garbage, but they know that it's like, you know. The Last Supper. Sure. Yeah. And it's 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 the body of man and the blood and the blood of Christ or something. Right, you're looking right. around at your reality and maybe you know, you're homeless yeah. and things aren't good. But then, you know, when that stuff kicks in, suddenly Oh boy. You're the you're the king of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's like oh there's a whole radiance to, to reality. I can yeah. As and, opposed and, to and just like you know, sitting on the steps of a, uh, say a post office or a post office, any, any just, municipal building, right? Like art fighting with a pigeon over like a scrap of meat. 
So it's like the, the leftover piece of a, not even a Whopper, but just a regular Burger King hamburger. Sure. You know? uh, the, uh, Bernie said, he said, you can't hold him accountable for mental illness that affects his thought process. Temper justice with mercy and compassion. And uh, this is like, um, this is like the um, Merchant mercy. of Venice here. Uh, where was where was Babbitt's mercy and compassion? You know, where was his? Uh, you know, just for being white. You know, I mean, that guy might. I bet you that guy, if he's walking around in New York City, six to one chance he's a Democrat and uh, and extremely, uh, you know, or at least considers himself, you know, compassionate and and everything like that. Hmm. Considers himself to be. Uh, why would you just punch out somebody because of their color, the color of their skin? You know, I mean, the next white person that walks by. I, the quality know. of mercy is not strained; it droppeth from the heavens as a dew. Yes, it's from it's from the Merchant of Venice. Oh yes, you, you're quoting. Uh, I'm quoting Portia. Portia. Yes, um, prosecuting Shylock from Did Shakespeare. You? Yes. <laughs> Try not to get too impatient. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have I'm much not. to learn, you know. I, I went to one time a, uh, the worst thing that I ever saw entertainment-wise, it was uh, improvisational Shakespeare. Oh. Shakespearean improv, rather. We've talked about this, because I awful. saw the same thing. Just I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of good. <laughs> you probably got a lot of their references. Well, I felt a lot of them were a little forced. It was. Uh, and it uh, was. I would see people, such as yourself, you know, laughing at things, and I was like, I was like, this people. Oh, and that, these that people, they're putting that it on. was a particularly exquisite couplet. <laughs> it wasn't for me at that particular time. No, I get it, but uh, I, I was watching cool. improv anyway. It's kind of like watching masturba masturbation. It's very yeah, masturbatory. Yeah. I now, I, which is like masturbation. Love to do it. Uh, not so great to watch. Not so great to watch. Uh, it, you know, as in pub. Now, I do. I also like to watch <laughs> masturbation. But there's a lot that goes into that. You know, only yeah, certain yeah, yeah. people, right, right, uh, right, who do it a certain way. And you have to lead up to it. There, it can't just be like, um, you like you say, a room. You know, right? Or walking down the street. Oh, look at that. No, that's that doesn't work. It ha It really needs the proper framing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because it, it depends on your location. Uh, and uh, whether or not your wife's around, there's a lot going into it. There really is. But you, when I watch a woman masturbate, like a porn or anywhere else, to me, the thing that I don't like is when they are putting on a show. Yeah. Uh, sort of like you get a feeling that they're not necessarily enjoying it. No. But what they're doing is projecting that you know this is it, and and you the acting chops. I gotta say, they could go a little more method. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a little more, like uh, act like you're a person masturbating, and not like what you think my romantic fantasy, or not romantic, right. but fantasy ideal is of that. Right. Which is like when they slowly, are, they're going, oh, you know, right. whatever, making this. Uh, they sound sarcastic. Those sounds like it's oh. almost like it's like citational acting. Yeah, <laughs> citational. <laughs> yeah, like Brecht, like the alienation effect. Like, okay, I'm gonna perform this in such a way as to. Uh, Induce a sense of unreality in the in the viewer, <laughs> right? <laughs> like noir acting, yes, okay. something like that. I lay down at exactly five fifteen. <laughs> Pull down my panties. <laughs> yeah, I like. I what I want to see is that face that, that almost looks like she's in pain, and and she's just. It's as if like like a dog who is scratching its its itself. You know, like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. yeah, that rhythm and that fucking that that sort of intensity. That's what that's what it should look like. Uh, for me, anyway. I've Otherwise, never, I'm not into it. It's kind of interesting. I guess they must have porn of guys masturbating. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they do. That's probably... Um, I wonder if that's more... 
it's, it's less viewed, I would say, uh, on the whole. Probably. Since more men watch porn. Right. So, and most guys are like, yeah, I want to see, you know, most Let me see if I'm doing it right. <laughs> it's like, I just <laughs> I mean, I, it's, ex- you might as well look in a mirror. What do you know? The last 35 years, been doing it all wrong. I like to watch women do it because it's something that's so, uh, you know, if they're not, if they don't mean it, who gives a shit? That's how yeah, I feel about right. it. If they don't mean it. I want to watch somebody who means it. And you can always tell. A lot of people, women say like, oh no, none of it's real and all that kind of stuff. They kind of you know, poo-poo the whole idea. Right. That but no, I'm telling you, you, it's very obvious when a woman is uh, is just, you know, doing a little, because they'll a lot of them start out with a little bit of pretense, a little bit of, yes, I know I'm being watched or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it feels good enough to where they're just like, all right, this is happening. Fuck and, it. Yeah, I'm just into just gonna it. just going to do it. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to. I've seen that just fuck it moment. Uh, that That's exact when I was uh, dating the, first, the woman I married to begin with, you know, and she was v- annoyed in fact that i was like asking her to do this okay she's like uh okay fine you know and she starts doing it and she has a sarcastic look on her face like this is what you want you know and she's touching herself and then she's just like in seconds it just faded into that fucking like oh god you know it was was that that moment she got into the zone she got into the zone and and she was uh it's intuitive it's it's an intuitive place yeah where where nothing matters you're no longer taking logical things into consideration similar to the dead or similar to this guy in union square or Yes. One of these guys you see on the street. Gripped, yes. Yeah, gripped, by precisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should get a Saturn Award for this show. Uh, you can catch uh, Seth Barron stuff. You can't catch it. You can read it. You can you can uh, become somebody who knows some of the things that he knows just by reading the words that he put onto a page. Sure, and, uh, why yeah, not? That's like, why that's why I put them down there. Yeah, so that you can uh, you know hear his point of view, read his point of view. Yeah, and, I had a good piece. Uh, maybe do you mind if I just no, please pitch my little piece. Throw uh, in a plug. <laughs> let me throw in. Let me insert a plug here. Let me just grease it up. Okay. Um, no, I wrote a good piece. Uh, I think you liked it about uh, Mayor de Blasio called Mayor de Bolshevik that I think your readers may enjoy uh, uh-huh. based off of some of his comments regarding uh, what he views as the ideal society. Yes. So, so I think you you might enjoy it. Mayor de Bolshevik uh, in City Journal. Yes. And that's uh, uh, city-journal.org. City-journal. Dot org. That's right. And, and uh, you know, uh, people really sometimes think that, that you're wrong or something, If you, it, that it's an exaggeration to call somebody a, a communist socialist, all this kind of stuff. I used to always think that ah, communist, that's a weird thing to throw around and put on somebody in American society, especially right. a mayor. No, I mean, the stuff he's saying is like straight up Marxist theory, I guess, yeah, or whatever. I, I mean, mean, like, I, he seemed to be very upfront about it. Yeah, yeah. He even used the word socialist as a socialist kind of wind blowing. And anyway, that's in uh, city journal dot org, and you can catch that. I want you guys to follow uh, me on Twitter, of course, Addicts, and if you're not, and also uh, to um, come to the Facebook page. That's the New York City Crime Report. Uh, with Pat Dixon on Facebook, and you know, there's a little group. It's a secret group, and you can uh, request membership there. And uh, I might even say no. Wouldn't that be something? Is it really a secret group? It's a secret group. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, maybe uh, I should jo- try to join. I can't believe that you're not on there yet. Would yeah. you? Would you um, admit me? Of course I would. Yeah. Oh. I, they, uh, you're you're in the inner sanctum. I think. Right. Uh, now the uh, <clears throat> now uh, that one we I people are allowed to post uh, you know stories from where they're from as well oh. so like uh you know we can sort of uh, talk about and toss those around or whatever and oh. i i feel as if i should start some sort of like a, a some additional shit on my website so that people can like uh you know get more than 
than they're getting. You know, I mean, like there right now, you can order a T-shirt there. You can you you can listen to the shows, and you can get to see a lot of the great artwork there by Steve Torelli and uh, Doug Nelson. You know, and stuff that, that they, stuff's that awesome. Created. Yeah, isn't it great? It really is. I, I enjoy it, uh, and a lot of those things are are the buttons for the, the episodes themselves. You know, so oh. a lot of them are right on the front page. Also, uh, also, yep. didn't you once say that you have a a feature where people write in and say, can you explain something to yeah, me? Yeah, the interpretations, you know, and, and, and I had a couple of people submit those and, and I, I struggle for the right time to bring those in because um. I, 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 it's uh, it's also something I've addressed on the uh, Patreon that we have. Uh, it's, uh, you know, patreon.com slash NYC crime report. Uh, and there's a lot of video content on there now. If you do have an interpretation, I know what the person meant. I mean, and I will tell you, it's, and it's as simple as that. I would love to be able to maybe, you know, maybe even just listen and chime in on some of those if possible. That would be great. Because, uh, you know, it never hurts to have, you know, an additional uh, intuitive and intelligent person sort of, uh, you know, addressing and filling in the gaps. You know, that would be you. Oh, me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good intuition. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get on Patreon if you want to see video content. The video content is uh, is great. It's, it's, it's highly professional. It looks like a TV show. It's New York City Crime Report as a TV show. And you can get some of that on Patreon. You can go to Compound Media and get the whole shebang with all kinds of great stuff. Uh, you can't uh, control your price there the same way you can on Patreon because, you know, you can get into Patreon for a little bit or a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, what you get depends on, on what you pay. But uh, very happy to do that. Very happy to be, uh, you know, presenting that stuff to you guys. And, and you know, you can see some of these, uh, like the Topless uh, Parade. You know, yeah, the Topless Parade. Oh. And uh, we covered that. And, and there's going to be another video uh, of that, you know, coming up soon because we cover the next one. So, but the first one is, uh, is nuts. It's like it involves a lot of... Trust me, it's not just uh, us walking around talking, although th- there is a lot of us walking around talking, but like being funny and shit like that. It's all edited. It's all it's, Everything is very well done. I'm very proud of all that content if you guys want to check it out. So that's a, you can get some of that at uh, patreon.com. You can get a lot more of it at Compound Media. Uh, you know, cause if you've been listening to the podcast and you're not paying anything, it's fun. It's free. and put it out there. That's the way shit works. Uh, you're, you're like the subway uh, passengers who, who don't want to contribute anything. When, God uh, bless you anyway. God bless you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you one more time, Joe Baron. Thanks, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime. Report.